BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> there is no intro today. <laughs> well, 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 Kenan, well, you forgot so. to put an uh, intro up on there. Um, well, that's what happened. Ooh, uh, wait, how, this is, how, how does yeah, the song go? Great, does anyone remember? <laughs> Welcome uh, to Geek Vibes Live. And you can, now, you can tell your that. host, Kerner! Ah, yes. All right, go. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, everyone. Uh, my apologies. This is my first time hosting the show. Uh, but I am your host, Kanan, uh, and we have a great show for you this evening. In fact, we have so much stuff to talk about, I'm not sure we can cover it in two hours. Uh, but with me are two guys who are still struggling to find love in their life. Uh, hey, this is Ryan Taylor, a.k.a. the Penguins of Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Oh, Thank wow, you that so was much. like a, a, ten minutes past what it was supposed to happen. Uh, I didn't vlog <laughs> talk. Thank, you, thank, you, thank you, Robin Lord Taylor. Uh, so anyways, Nick, how are you doing today? Uh, I was I was doing just fine up until the point that you reminded me that uh, I'm alone and dying in this world uh, by my lonesome. Um, but thank you for that. That's that's very kind of you. <laughs> I aim to please, man. So, uh, Dane, how are you doing today? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, just just hanging in there, man. Same kind of lonely thing. Um, <laughs> hey, I was just wondering, Cannon, Cannon, what's 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 your uh, what's your last name? It's Miracle. Anyways, so speaking of dying alone uh, in the world, uh, we got some awesome news uh, this week. Uh, Guys, if you're a fan of Zombieland, uh, we got news that Zombieland 2 is coming back with the entire cast, uh, minus Bill Murray, because we know uh, he died in the film. Uh, but more on Bill Murray later. But uh, so, Nick, I'm going to start with you. Uh, were you a big fan of the first film? Uh, and how do you feel about hearing the news of Zombieland 2 is coming back? Yes, I am a huge fan of the first film. I've probably seen it at least 10 times uh, in, you know, whether it be 
you know, when I first saw it, and then, you know, I've watched, you know, if it ever, like, pops up on FX or something like that, no matter where it is in the movie, it's one of those movies that you're just like, all right, like, if I'm flipping through and Zombieland's on, it's like Jaws. Like, if I'm flipping through and Jaws is on or Zombieland's on, like, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with just, like, all right, I'm giving up my search. I found something that I can watch. And I'm super, super geeked for Zombieland 2. I would love to see, like, where these characters end up going. Obviously, you know, when we last left them, they had just fought off the horde of zombies at, I guess, Adventureland or whatever it was called. Um, Pacific Playland. But, uh, there we go. Pacific Playland. And uh, so they had fought those off, and they were leaving uh, in the Hummer. No, the Hummer got crashed into the water. They were leaving in, like, a black SUV of some sort. And, like, dude, I am so, so down for this movie. I love all of the characters in it. Jesse Eisenberg uh, is, is, like, the perfect Jesse Eisenberg character in that movie. Short of maybe 30 minutes or less, like, that, that he was great in that as well. Um but uh but like his his sort of like uh shyness and like lack of confidence and everything else like it it just plays really well in that role and Emma Stone I love Abigail Breslin is awesome she's in such an awesome um such an awesome movie uh, which I forget the name of but she plays like a um, the estranged daughter of a of a traveling singer songwriter and it was like out Little of, Miss like, the performance. Uh, no, not Little Miss Sunshine. Um, but, uh, but she plays, like, you know, like, her performance in that, like, totally, I was like, dude, this, this girl is going to go places. Um, and that was, of course, after, uh, uh, Zombieland, which she was also really good in. And, uh, and then, of course, the man himself, Woody Harrelson, like, what a great role for him. Like, just, He's so awesome and so versatile, and like the the fact that he's got this this like um, comedic touch to his badassness that he can just meld into whatever role he he he's cast in is perfect. The cast is great; they had great chemistry. I'm very much looking forward to see where they take it from here, and it'll be interesting too because I would imagine this film takes place much later since the actual movie is being much later than the original and where all of these characters are like are you know Jesse Eisenberg and Emma Stone like still together or you know have have you know did did she break his heart is there a is there a love triangle involved a lot of interesting questions um and I'll be interested to see it too like who else they cast along with this because you know they're going to be bringing in uh different people to be involved so um yeah i am totally sold on this i can't wait I uh, I feel like the whole cast wouldn't come back if it wasn't something that was going to be really good, uh, like a really solid, at least, idea for a script, if not a script already. And, yeah, totally, totally looking forward to it. Yeah, I think I agree with you uh, that they're definitely going to probably cast some, some other big names. I almost maybe either see them teaming up with another group, uh, or right. there might even be a group that they come upon that's kind of uh, – an adversary, so you kind of got like the whole Walking Dead thing, mm-hmm. Negan versus sure. uh, Rick's group. Um, I, the only details I know about it so far is that supposedly uh, they're going to be going up a uh, kind of a super zombie, so there's like, I don't know if maybe somebody's experimented with the zombies, uh, and they're going to have to go up something that's probably a little bit more tougher to, to kill. 
but Dane, uh, were you a big fan of the the first Zombie Land? And uh, how do you feel about uh, the news that we're finally getting the sequel with the uh, original cast coming back? Um, I'll, I'll get what I, I love the first Zombie Land, but I'll get what my only negative is that um, I'm glad we're getting the sequel. I just don't think they struck while the iron was hot with it. So that's the only thing I'm nervous about. Mm-hmm. Taking a long time to make another comedy has shown in the past with other film franchises to be kind of hard if you wait too long. Now, they made the first one, I believe, in 2009. So it's, wow, it's actually almost 10 years. I just realized that. That's crazy. Um, but who knows? Maybe um, the fact that, you know, there's some type of nostalgia value to it and that the actors from that movie have all became bigger since then will be a bonus attraction. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I like Ruben Fleischer. I think he, I haven't seen every single one of his films, um, but I really like Zombieland, and I also like uh, 30 Minutes or Less, or 30 Minutes or Less, I mean. Uh, Gangster Squad, not so much. He's also doing Venom, uh, so I guess this will be the next film on track, unless someone else has taken over the director um, spot for that. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. The first movie, uh, the movie was filmed in Georgia, if you watch the opening scene where they're showing all the uh, abandoned cars, one sticker is 99X. I remember seeing that in the theaters and being really like, whoa. And that was actually, I think, the beginning of nostalgia. You know, people, yeah, well, not, not just nostalgia, but like the beginning of people filming over here and it becoming more consistent and consistent yeah. in Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, and expanding. I think that was one of the first films I remember doing that at. Um, I hope there's some cameos, too, and I hope that actually, you know, kind of throw some comedic aspects into it. I don't know if I really want, like, a some type of, like, them against another thing, but, like, you know, it, it's obviously going to be a comedy. Um, I'm, I'm, but I, if they had, say, um, you know, Bruce Campbell in it as some type of weird, wacky role, but nice. he actually ends up yeah. throwing zombies or, or someone else to that extent. I forgot the actor. I can't, I'm blanking out completely. But the guy who played Merle in The Walking Dead, he was all obviously in, um, uh, oh, whatchamacallit, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah, Michael, uh, Rooker. Michael Rooker. Yeah, Michael Rooker. Some people that are associated with zombie films I think would be a lot of fun pop up in there. And then also some randoms, too. You know, I don't know who the heck they could pick exactly. Like Tracy Morgan shows up, the real Tracy Morgan. I don't know. But I'm sure they're going to have fun with it. Um, I like Jesse Eisenberg and Emma Stone's chemistry. They have both become much better actors since that movie. Um, and I love Woody Harrelson. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I just hope that they didn't wait too long to get this film out. Uh, if, if it's going to be a hit or not, basically. Yeah. And by the way, Dane, I, uh, as far as, you know, your 99 X reference with the sticker and that being like, you know, like one of the first times you remember seeing like Atlanta being showcased in a, in a movie and that kind of thing. Like I, I, liken that to you know when outcast came out with their first album in 94 and like all these mentions of atlanta and and like driving down 85 and like all this other stuff it was like holy shit it's so cool to hear like uh like a rap group talk about atlanta because it was all about new york or la up until that point so yeah it was like it was super cool like to see atlanta so prominently shown in that way i agree with you Yep, um, Georgia yeah. is so much better than Tennessee. Just gonna say that right now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, speaking of Tennessee, uh, I did see uh, I did see a uh, report um, from Omega Underground. Uh, they kind of 
report a lot of production uh, notes and stuff like that. They did say they did say that from what they've learned so far that Zombieland 2 definitely will film in uh, Atlanta, but they're also looking to film in Tennessee, uh, hopefully in Nashville where oh. I'm at, so I can oh. actually get some onset stuff. And the reason why they're uh, they might be filming in Tennessee is because, as you know, uh, Woody Harrelson's character's name is Tennessee. So, right. Hopefully, they do oh, get the film in here. And, and if I'm, and, and, sure in all reality, I have to say that Nashville is actually one of my favorite cities I've ever partied in, and I've always had a good time when I went to Nashville. So, much love for Tennessee and, and the highway rides being not so fucking boring with all the mountains and shit like they are in Georgia. So, um, yeah, yeah, well, oh, yeah, you're right. <clears throat> And, That's uh, right. You're, you're right. It is uh, Tallahassee. His, his name was. Yeah. Yes, Tallahassee. Okay, you're right. But they did say that uh, there there might be some filming in the in the state of Tennessee. So. Uh, That's cool. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, so on to the next topic. We're kind of staying in line with the um, the zombie theme. Uh, there was news that came out this week about from Variety that uh, Jim Jarmusch. Uh, is going to be making a zombie movie with Bill Murray and Selena Gomez. Uh, it also is going to star Adam Driver and uh, Tilda Swinton and Steve Buscemi. Uh, the m- name of the movie is called The Dead Don't Die. Um, Bill Murray said that uh, the script is so hilarious and has a cast of great actors, and it will be shooting this summer. So it seems like it's going to kind of be in line with the Zombieland little, uh, you know, a little bit. Uh, as we know, Bill Murray actually played himself in Zombieland. Uh, but we'll start with you, Dane. Um, how do you feel um, about the Dead Don't Die with uh, Bill Murray? I'm definitely, uh, definitely curious about this. It sounds um, it's going to be much different and a different style of humor is what I would be um, suspecting. Um, like what I'm, I guess I'm comparing it to Zombieland. It'll be like a little bit more, I don't know. I, I really don't know what to expect. Um, kind of similar to Shaun of the Dead, but not so much like not British humor, but that same type of dry sense is what I, maybe, maybe, um, uh, Paul, not Paul Thomas Anderson, but, um, uh, the one that did all those movies, the real Tenenbaums, I can't think of, why is my brain just not working today? Not that it ever works. Cause I think I complain about that every time we do a show, but that that style of um, of humor with the zombie theme is what I'm guessing. I, I don't know. I'm very, very intrigued by this whole entire thing, and I love the cast. All right. Uh, Nick, uh, how do you feel about uh, uh, kind of a similar-type uh, movie uh, coming out with Bill Murray, uh, Adam Driver, and uh, Tilda Swinton? Uh, well, first of all, the cast is brilliant. <clears throat> um, and Dane is Wes Anderson. With it, yeah, Thank yeah, you. not, yeah. I, I confuse, <clears throat> I confuse them too. Like, just because they're both named Anderson, like I'll, I'll interchange their names from time to time and be like, no, no, no the other Anderson. Um, but yeah, they say Arn um, Anderson, <laughs> um, uh, or Ian Anderson for that matter. Um, but anyway, uh, I love this um, mainly because one of my favorite, like, pointless movies of all time is a movie called Coffee and Cigarettes, and it uh, was directed by Jim Jeremouche, and it stars um, uh, Bill Murray. Uh, it's, it's essentially, I think it's like 13 different um, stories that don't interconnect at all that are just about various people um, 
you know, of drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes. And in the Bill Murray story, uh, the Wu-Tang Clan, uh, Riza and Jizza, uh, come into a, a coffee shop, and they're just sitting there, and they're like, you know, drinking their, their coffee or whatever. And uh, Bill Murray walks up, and he's their waiter. And, like, Riz is, like, talking to Jizz, and he's, he's like, you don't know who that is? That's Bill motherfucking Murray right there, son. Like, Bill motherfucking Murray, the legend. And, like, that shit always stuck with me. It's my favorite uh, segment in that whole movie. So he's got a working relationship with Bill Murray. I really, I really hope they get RZA to be a part of this too, because um, dude, I, I just love that guy so much. Uh, the man with the iron fist is is so awesome. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I love this idea. I think Dane um, pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's going to be an off-brand of humor. It's not going to be like Zombieland in in the sense it's got the same kind of humor. It's going to be very dry, and I think it's going to be like a very dark humor, like a, a lot darker humor than, say, Zombieland has. Um, so it'll, it'll have some similar aspects to it, um, but it, it, the way it's shot, the way uh, that it's written, a lot of those aspects are going to be a lot different. And uh, I don't know, dude. I, I think this is going to be awesome. I don't think it'll be a box office draw, um, because Jim Jeremish's films are not necessarily known for that, but I think it's going to be a really, really awesome film, and I'm super excited about it. And Tilda Swinton, dude, I love Tilda Swinton. Like, she is so awesome. I hope she plays, like, the villain, but, uh, if there is, like, a quote-unquote villain in it. Like, I really hope that she is that person, because she, like, take it back to the beach, like she is so great in the beach. Like her her character is so maniacal and just like trying to keep control of everything. And I I, I could see it, her playing like a similar type of character in in this. Um, you know, if 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 that's the way it was written. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with uh, you know Jim Jarmusch's work. Uh, I mean, I've heard of him, but I really do think this movie has a great cast that. Uh, could definitely sell it. Um, like you said, it may not be something that'll be like a huge box office uh, draw, but I think it could probably be a really great art house uh, cult type um, film where it, it'll just mm-hmm. have its, its own little group that people will eventually fall in love with it. So I, I think it's going to be a, a good supplement to uh, to Zombieland, and it's got Bill Murray, man. I mean, Bill Murray's a legend, like you said. Uh, that cameo he had in Zombieland was you know, worth the price of admission to go see that film alone. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that's going to be a, a really great film. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, we got some news that uh, Winston Duke, uh, better known uh, as M'Baku from Black Panther, in my opinion, he was one of the best things about Black Panther. Uh, the guy has really uh, made a name for himself, and he's definitely going to uh, get a lot of lead roles. And, in fact, his first lead role um, according to Deadline, is he's going to be playing Kimbo Slice. Uh, if you're a uh, if you're a fan of MMA uh, or even street fighting, uh, you have to know who Kimbo Slice was. Um, especially on YouTube, he tore up the scene uh, with those kind of backyard fights where he was just laying people out. Uh, but he's actually going to star as Kimbo Slice in a biopic uh, that's going to be produced by Steve Lee Jones and uh, Michael Weiss. Um, first off, I'm going to start with you, Dane, since you're into pro wrestling. 
Uh, I'm sure you probably know a lot about Kimbo Slice. How do you feel about Winston Duke being uh, tagged to play Kimbo Slice? And uh, what's your opinion on this film? Well, um, first, I've actually uh, – I've been a fan of professional wrestling, but there was a time period where I got out of it. Um, it wasn't it – didn't, it didn't look uh, too good, you know, when you're later in high school and, and getting out of high school to girls. So um, <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely got I got bored of the product itself a little bit. It gets scaled at me, which is crazy because some of my favorite wrestlers are having the best matches during that time period. But, hey, now I get to go back and watch it with the network, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the thing that took over uh, that love and that passion during that time period was actually UFC and Pride. Um, and I really got into MMA, uh, especially when it was popular in about, I don't know, 2006 through 2009, I think it was its biggest years. Um, you know, and I really fell in love with just fighting in general and the whole entire concept itself. Kimbo was a different breed. Uh, Kimbo... Like you said, he was um, not a YouTube attraction, but like definitely a, a video uh, that you find on one of those those uh, video streaming websites, um, fighting random people in street fights. Uh, some of them police officers, some of them other uh, friends of his, uh, bare knuckle, crazy crazy shit. And I remember him trying to do the Ultimate Fighter, which was basically USC had a a reality show in which a bunch of guys got trained by two guys that were going to have a fight. Um, at an upcoming pay-per-view, and both guys took a group of dudes that they chose, and they would train them, and then it would get down within the competition of getting eliminated uh, by those coaches until it was two people, and those two guys would then fight. He didn't make it, I don't think, past the second round. They gave him a lot of credit. I remember that. He was able to do some stuff in strike force. Um, he just was more of a figure that he went from you know, being a, a guy that was a product of his environment to legitimately trying to make himself bigger and better from fighting, which is something that he, he knew. Um, so the fact, the one thing that, and I'm not trying to talk um, shit about the dead or Kimbo Slice, like he has some pretty impressive shit uh, that you can find online if you want to look it up and stuff. And he also had some good fights uh, in MMA uh, in other divisions. It's just that he's not that big of an MMA concept as I would say a street fighter concept and just a phenomenon within fighting. Um, but at the same time, his story would be compelling, and I think this would be a good choice for Duke to uh, try to go for. Um, it's, I think that even if they put more into the story than there is, basically, uh, they'll still be able to get a really good story out of it if they go a certain direction with that actor, because I think he has a hell of a lot of potential. All right. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think Kimbo was kind of a, um, just kind of an oddity because, you know, the guy, you know, kind of rose from being homeless to being this sensation and then, you know, getting into ultimate fighting. And like you said, I don't, in the UFC when he was doing, I think he did that fight, where they hyped it up real big on television. And I think he ended up uh, getting beat, which a lot of people felt like the whole fight was rigged. Um, but, you know, the guy really just rose uh, from nothing and, and kind of made a name for himself. And then, you know, he just kind of all of a sudden just died. I mean, but uh, so that I means kind of a, a tragic end to his life. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Nick, uh, how do you? I mean, I'm not sure if you're into the same stuff. If you if you know much about Kimbo Slice, 
But how do you feel about Winston Duke getting the uh, the lead role, and uh, how do you feel the the movie's going to perform? Well, first of all, I think in casting, you know, we always talk about getting a guy who looks the part, and Winston Duke totally, totally looks the part. Like, get that dude to grow out of, like, a huge gnarly beard, and, like, dude, yeah, perfect. Perfect casting. So, first and foremost, I love the casting. Uh, and, and we've all talked about how um, how much we loved his performance in Black Panther, and he was definitely a standout in that movie, um, amongst many uh, standouts in that movie, but he was definitely one of them. And I love the casting. Uh, secondly, I don't... I know that, in my opinion, like Kimbo Slice was kind of like a flavor of the week that was so popular it became uh, a regular. And by that, I mean, he, for all accounts, like, like Dane said, like he wasn't a, a, he was just a beast of a man. Like he wasn't a, um, a he, he, he had no technical style to the way he fought. Yeah. He was just a brawler and like a big yeah, yeah. fucking dude. He, Devastating punches, basically, is what he had. He had power in his fist. Yeah. I, I'm not going to compare him to Mike Tyson, but I think that's what they try to gear him as, is like the street fighter yeah, with Mike Tyson. Yeah, I wouldn't say that, because Tyson that, had that a lot of that, technique. Uh, well, yeah, that's one thing. I think that's what his downfall was, is that he he was considered that type of like concept, and then it was like... Right, he and never kind of got he there. Had, he got he had two wins back to back, or I think two or three, but they're all in small levels. And then when he went against Matt right. Trio in UFC, he just got decimated. Yeah, because so, he, he I, I mean, mean he just didn't have he beat Ken Shamrock yeah, though. He just, pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, exactly. But he just didn't have the like the technique, and if if he was going to win one of those, you know, slightly bigger fights, it was going to be from like luck of the draw. But nevertheless, my my point being is, you know, he was kind of a. Um, in the words of Tupac, uh, you know, a, a rose that grew from the concrete. And, you know, he made something for himself and, you know, was able to do it just based on, you know, essentially, like, his, his you know, physical superiority to, and, and, and he was just a physical specimen. And the fact that he was able to, like, take that and make something of it and, you know, um, you know, put together, a, you know, a career for himself. And, and, and like you said, Dane, the, the fact that he was homeless at, at a, a pretty large point of his life, uh, and, and he had so many trials and tribulations throughout his life. And then, of course, you, you all both mentioned his untimely death. I mean, that's that's got everything that you need to tell a good story. And I agree with Dane. This could be hit or miss. There's a ton of biopics out there. Um, you know, there was the, the the one that I would cite most recently was the, you know, the Andre 3000-led uh, Jimi Hendrix biopic that I was super excited for, and then it just wasn't that good. And, you know, so, like, the, this could end up going the same way as that, but then again, it could also be something that is, like, you know, like a, just off the top of my head, like, say, Moneyball, um, that was like a Billy Bean biopic about, you know, the way he changed baseball. And that was amazing. And, you know, Billy Bean is not, you know, any sort of like 
celebrity, but he had an interesting story to tell. And I think that, you know, Kimbo Slice, definitely there's an interesting story there. And if they do it right, I think it could be really good. And I definitely think that they picked the perfect actor to portray him. Completely unrelated right. sport, but I would, I, I still would love to see. I mean, this is this is a completely different athlete altogether. But if we're talking biopics, um, I would love to see a uh, a uh, Bo Jackson movie, like a whole entire. You, you know, you told me that kind of. I would be so down. Yeah, just just you know, use the backbone of, and I, like I said, I know this is kind of random, but it just popped in my head like one athlete story that is so amazing and so two major sports at the same time. I mean, they're just, there's a lot to go with that. And now how he's out yeah. isolated completely with sports. It just, it will be a really, really cool, compelling story. There's a lot of biopics though that I think should get made. I mean, I'm surprised that they haven't made a Motley Crue one based off their story that they have or a Zeppelin one. Yeah. There's lots of athletes. So who knows? Uh, but Kimbo Slice, if, if they can make a compelling movie, and, you know, with a great actor like that, good. Good on them. And I would say Winston Duke would be, would, would be in line uh, as far as uh, who, could, who could portray Jackson. Like, I mean, he's got the oh, build yeah. and he's got the acting ability to totally pull it off. I think, I think he would make it because Bo Jackson was stout. Like, that dude was built. Um, he wasn't a Kimbo Slice, but, like, he was, he, you know, he was, he was a, a, a tank. Uh, and, and, yeah, I agree. I mean... Yeah, and, and, and the fact that he was able to not only play two sports but excel at two sports, um, I, I think he's probably the um, only player – Not well, not the only player because there's Deion Sanders, but he was the best yep. player at two respective sports. Like he was better at baseball than Deion Sanders and he was better at football than Deion Sanders. Um, you know, and, and like Deion Sanders is the only one who, who, who kind of comes close to him. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, totally agree. All right. Well, kind of uh, just just something that I saw breaking, Dane. I don't know if you've uh, heard about this, but while we're on the the Kimbo Slice stuff, before we get into the other news, real quick, uh, I just want to let you know. Uh, it looks like after three years suspension, Hulk Hogan has been reinstated into the WWE Hall of Fame. I don't Ooh, know if you nice. heard about that or not, but uh, he actually says he uh, he just tweeted out, just met with WWE superstars, and on all levels, the volume of love and support was overwhelming. I've been praying for this day, and I finally feel like I made it back home. Only love for the WWE Universe, brother HH. So, yeah, that's breaking news from a professional wrestling. You got to throw a brother. That's what he did. Um, I yeah, I think that's very interesting. I don't know if we need Hulk Hogan in the WWE just because of the fact of how old he is. I don't know what he would provide for that. But after all the uh, the stuff that happened with that that video that leaked back from 2008. You know, I know that he's been going on and saying a lot of apologies, and I'm glad that people like Booker T have shown support for him, and such that it seems like people like Mark Henry still have time before things get healed. But I'm glad that Hulk Hogan should be in the friggin' Hall of Fame for wrestling, yeah. for WWF. It's like Pete Rose not being in the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's fucking stupid. I don't care hey, what hey, they he's did. In the WWF Hall of Fame. <laughs> He's in the WWF Hall of Fame, though, because of all the stuff they did for them, the celebrity wing. He's gotten chokeslammed by Kane five times, uh, Nick, on five different WrestleManias. That was uh, one of his claims <laughs> of fame for there. But he's in their Hall yeah. of Fame. Well, that'll but, definitely uh, that, be some – uh, I was going to say, that'll definitely be some uh, something for you all to talk about on uh, Wrestling Geek Alliance this Wednesday. 
Absolutely. Nice plug. Well, I wonder how people right. feel about it. <laughs> all right, geeks around the world, let's talk about a movie that you may want, you may not want, uh, but we're getting it. Uh, it's official, people. Uh, the Joker standalone movie was greenlit. Warner Brothers has come out and said this movie is happening with Joaquin Phoenix, Todd Phillips is director, and Martin Scorsese is producing. Uh, Dane, since I know uh, you have such great feelings on this movie, I'm going to start with you. How do you feel about this movie officially getting the green light? Uh, and it looks like it's going to start filming very soon uh, in New York City. So uh, it's definitely happening. Uh, how do you feel, Dane? <laughs> well, well, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. It just sucks. Uh, Be maybe nice. We can just pretend. No, maybe we could just pretend um, that uh, the whole DC comic that they actually did. If you guys don't keep up with the comics, like I kind of do now, there was three fucking jokers in the comics. Why don't we just say there's three? Because I mean, the, the sound, even though I'm not the biggest Todd Phillips fan, I love the first Hangover. I thought War Dogs was a lot of fun. Uh, I liked old school. Not so much of the, like I said, the Hangover sequels. Due date was all right, and I think he's made some other ones besides that. Those are the ones I can think offhand. But the fact that they were trying to get Francis McDormand to play the mother of the Joker mm-hmm. in this movie, and she yes. recently turned it down. Um, the fact that Scorsese has has really made it apparent that he's going to have a lot of involvement on this. This is, a, this is a project that the director came to him to do, and they want to you know, work together on this. And they have Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker, pre-Joker. God, if if those rumors are true that they're going to try to, like, just pretend that something happened and then that's the Joker and Batman. I mean, I don't know what. They have to present a lot of stuff next Sunday. They have to show us what they have, even if this is a one-off and kind of like the, well, the Godfather 2 early stuff, if you will, of the killing joke with the Joker of him with his family slowly starting to work for crime lords and, and, you know, that type of concept, you know, and then it shows you how he gets to where he is. Um, Taking more of a gangster out, I'm okay with that. I mean, it sounds damn cool. I just wish that there wasn't so much ridiculousness with when it comes to all this because I would like to see Jared Leto get a chance to expand his Joker, and I don't know how the general public is going to take having two Jokers, having possibly two Batman. I think it's fucking really confusing. So if they can kind of figure out a way to get all that figured out, the idea of this movie, I'm going to be supporting and hoping that it's going to be good and not trying to say that I hope that's going to be dog shit. Because I don't want to, I don't want to fucking waste any more money and see dog shit in front of me. So, and, and DC has not always done that. I think, like I said, the two times I saw Man of Steel, uh, it was for a reason. The two times I saw Justice League, it was for a reason. Wonder Woman, I really enjoyed. So, you know, shit, I think I saw BVS twice. But that was more of like a, wait, so, wait, was I crazy? Like, and so then I went again and I saw it. I did like the extended <laughs> version. I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just saying DC really fucking scares me. I'm trying to remain a little bit positive. And if you're saying that I'm trying to go for France, like a level of actress like Frances McDormand, taking this shit seriously. Todd Phillips is going to do, I think, a good job under Scorsese, and they need a good script and some more details of what the movie will include. 
and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, and uh, from what I've heard, uh, DC Comics is going to go very deep and all out with this, uh, not budget-wise, but they're going to go all out. Like like you said, uh, there was uh, Francis Mc- they actually went to Frances McDormand uh, to try to see if she would take the role of playing the Joker's mom. So they're going very deep into his uh, um, his mythology, you know, his entire mythos. Like I don't even remember in the comic him having a mother. The Joker just kind of is. Uh, so they're going balls deep into this film and if it works uh then you could see them take a very sharp uh, turn with uh some of their elseworld films now from what i've heard they're going to kind of stick with the dcu films um you know they may just play them standalone for now but these elseworld films uh you could see them you know really taking risks uh because they're going to be low budget um, and they're just this is kind of a test film. This Joker film is kind of just going to see how they go, and then they're going to go from there. Um, but uh, Nick, do you feel the same uh, about this film as, as Dane, or are you a little bit more optimistic, or do you just not give a shit at all, and you just wish it would burn and never be made? <laughs> I want to watch the burn. film burn. <laughs> um, no, I I am so optimistic about this movie. Like I. I love the notion of it. I don't mind there being two Jokers. I get the fact that there might be, like, um, you know, some audience um, problems as far as... But, like, I, I feel like that's way overplayed. I feel like, it, you know, it. I get it that, like, we're more in the know than your general audience goer and that, you know, like, we know how it all connects or, or lack thereof and maybe they won't, but... I don't know. I feel like that kind of sells the audience short. It's like, it's like how you know movies have to explain everything now instead of um, you know uh, just just letting audiences breathe and figure things out for themselves. Um, you know, which they they ultimately do. I I think that's more of a product of trying to sell movies in China than anything else. But nevertheless. I love it. I love this idea. I love the blueprint of it, that it takes place in the 80s, and uh, it's, it's or, or uh, either 80s or 70s, like late 70s, early 80s is what I heard. Um, and it has to do with, you know, uh, like crime at the time. Like, I, 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 like, think back to, like, Mean Streets and Casino and movies like that that Scorsese did that take place in that sort of same era. And... I uh, I think it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see. I love Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's going to do a remarkable job with this role. Um, you know, Dane uh, threw him out there to to be um, the new Wolverine uh, amongst several others, and I loved that idea. Um, but I think I think this could be even cooler. Um, like him him playing the Joker, like just seems awesome to me. Um, one thing I would love to see, I would love to see like a, a cameo of Zach Galifianakis being his father. Uh, I think that would be super cool. Like, like, like just a, a small little scene of, <laughs> of like his father, like leaving he and his mother when he is young, you know, and like, like have that be Zach Galifianakis. Because like, honestly, dude, if anybody thinks Zach Galifianakis, like can't like play a serious role, like j- just, Name me any comedian who's ever been cast, or any like 
legit comedic actor who's ever been cast in a serious role who, like, really fucked it up. Um, because, like, comedians are, like, I mean, you just look at, like, Robin Williams. I mean, even 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 kind of, a, like, a, a B-rate comedian like Adam Sandler, like, Punch Drunk Love or Rain Over Me, like, he nails those performances. Like, you can like or dislike the movie, but his performance was fucking terrific. Um, so... Like, I, I think he'd be really good in, in, like, a small little cameo role. I think that would be interesting. Um, but, no, I mean, I, I love the idea, and, like, I'm just going to throw this out there. Like, let's let's get a, let's get a you know, Joaquin Phoenix-led Joker movie. Let's cast John Hamm as, as Batman and maybe a cameo role, and then, you know, Flashpoint happens, and uh, boom, bang, there we are. Uh we, we, you know, we keep the actors that uh, want to be there and that we all love, and um, we recast the ones who maybe are a little, uh, you know, uh, perturbed and, and don't want to be there. That would be awesome. I would be totally cool with that. Well, I know Joaquin has said that this is a, this is a one and done, uh, so this is a, a one-time thing. These Elseworld films doesn't look like they're going to be going – they're going to be getting into yeah, the, because... the DCU type stuff. Well, fair enough. That's a that that that's the reason why he turned down um, both Lex Luthor and Doctor Strange because he was like, I only want to do one movie, and they're like, Oh, that's not really how it works. But who knows? Yeah. I mean, maybe the Joker same thing with Gosling. will be different. Gosling was Gosling was offered yep. the role of the Joker before Leto and didn't want to sign on to a multi-film, you know. So. But uh, they did um, they did say that Thomas Wayne uh, would be making an appearance in this film, so I'm not sure if maybe the Joker is going to have some kind of relationship with him. Um, you know, I think Zach Galifianakis should play him. The Joker, <laughs> Thomas Wayne. Yeah, yeah. You think who should play him? Zach Galifianakis. He should play Joker's dad and also Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's dad. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, do it. I mean, you're belittling what I said, man. I think that would be awesome for Zach Galifianakis to play. Are we gonna? Are we gonna in this in this Joker movie? Goddamn! In this Joker movie, because Todd Phillips is directing, are we gonna get a cameo from that band that takes every great '80s song and like turns it into a dirty X-rated type song? Uh, (laughs) That would be pretty cool. Uh, But no, in all fairness, man. but no, in all fairness, man, as as much hate as DC gets, I really do like that they take risks uh, with some yeah. of their films. So, I mean, this movie could be the worst thing on paper, but, dude, it could turn out to be a great comic book film, very noirish, yeah. very dark. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be everything that everybody – and I kind of like that nobody really is giving this movie a chance. I mean, for the most part, yeah. people are just like, Ugh, I don't want to see this. But, dude, like I'm saying, it really could be something – and DC could be like, holy crap, dude. I mean, we could go this direction. Because I really would love to see uh, Superman Red Sun. Uh, and I yeah. think that movie would be pretty oh, damn yeah. cool uh, in this day and age, especially with all da- the stuff Dark between America and Russia going on. Yeah, I mean, something just, you know, I, I really think they could be on to something. Batman uh, Beyond. Turns out. Like, well, like all I these things. Mikey, like, give me a movie talk about Batman Mikey Beyond with concept. Michael fucking Keaton, bro. Like. Well, Fuck, no, yeah. well like, if you wanted to do – you could do Dark Knight Returns, and as a sequel, it would be Batman Beyond is all I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yes. Absolutely. You could do a Michael Keaton trilogy to follow up with the Tim Burton verse. And, like, fuck, bring back Tim Burton if he, if he has any interest in it. And, like, you know, like, 
I'd be totally fucking down with that. Like, do The Dark Knight Returns and then do, like, something in between and then maybe, or, or do Batman Beyond this a second and then, you know, a sequel to that. You know, there, there, there's a lot of possibilities. And, you know, I've said this um, a few different times on the show. Like, I don't think that, that, you know, the cinematic universe has to be the model. Yes, that has been very successful for Marvel. Um, but, like, it doesn't, that doesn't mean that you can't be successful in other ways. And maybe a way that DC could be successful, not saying to give up on your cinematic universe. I'm just saying like, maybe you can do uh, some other side, you know, elsewhere is, I guess the the terminology universes uh, in which you don't have to, you know, fit everything into that, that, that little box. And, you know, I, I, I love that idea. And, you know, I, I still contend that maybe short of Logan, my favorite comic book movie is V for Vendetta. And that is a DC property that has absolutely nothing to do with anything else. And it's fucking amazing. It's, it's a brilliantly made film. And, you know, like, give me more of that. Like, I'm, I'm totally fine with things not having to all tie together and, and, and be a cinematic universe. Just give us good movies. And, like, if you have a really good movie with the Joker or if you have a really good um, uh, Red Dawn movie that you write or, you know, a, a Red Sun. you know, Red Sun, thank you. Uh, yeah, Red Dawn, <laughs> uh, 1984. Uh, a little bit different. Crazy. Cult classic. Um, <laughs> uh, the remake was shit. Uh, but, uh, but nevertheless, like, yeah, like, like, Give me all that. Like, I'm totally cool with it. All right. Well, I'll tell you why the remake was shit, because they wanted to use China, and China said no, and to please the moviegoers, they changed it. Um, and also that movie it's actually now sat on the China. shelf for like – You know what? China. And actually that movie you sat know. on the shelf for like three years because yeah. uh, when it came um, – because that movie and Cabin in the Woods – actually came out after uh, Chris Hemsworth was Thor, and they actually were made like two or three years before Thor ever came right. out. Uh, right. So when they came out... And that was why was it like, was eventually released, because they were like, hey, like Chris Hemsworth is a star now. Yeah, but when you <laughs> yeah, but when you watched those movies, you were like, these are shit movies, and yeah. why was Chris Hemsworth do these movies? And you realize, and then when you found out, oh, it's, okay, yeah. this was him actually trying to get into film. Right. All right. Well, so I will say this, into... though, real quick. There, I can't remember what it was called, but there was a really good Australian movie that was essentially a remake of Red Dawn, and it was the North Koreans, like, taking over Australia. Um, I, I wish I could remember what it was called. I can't. But it, it, it was the same premise of Red Dawn, and it is really, really fucking good. Um, so just look up Australian Red Dawn listeners and go check out that movie because it it's amazing. <laughs> all right, all right, we're, we're 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 moving on, we're moving on, we're moving on. All right, so a movie that uh, you know a lot of people are like, eh, and then people were like, oh, and now we're like, whoa, is the Todd McFarlane Spawn uh Spawn? Let me say it right there, Spawn movie. So uh, we we've got casting that Jamie Foxx was coming on as Spawn, and now we hear mm. that Jeremy Renner is coming on as Twitch. Um, that was actually uh, reported exclusively by Deadline this week. Um, so it looks like 
it was made official. Jeremy uh, Renner would be coming on. And from what I've heard, uh, the Twitch character um, is actually going to be the main focus because uh, right. he kind of is going to be working alongside with Spawn, uh, you know, for the most part. But it uh, looks like Jeremy Renner kind of will be the lead in this, even though Jamie Foxx uh, will probably get first billing. Uh, but we'll start with you, Nick. Uh, first off, uh, how do you feel about Jeremy Renner getting the nod as Twitch? And secondly, uh, what's your overall thoughts on uh, this this movie in general? Well, uh, I'll, I'll address the second part first. My overall thoughts on it are I like everything that has happened up till this point. I Obviously, we don't know the script yet. Um, we've had little teases about it, how, like you said, the, that Spawn is almost going to kind of be – um, like a background role type character, like a almost like a Hannibal Lecter character. So like the idea is that his character will stand out the most but won't have the most screen time per se. Um, and then you're getting Jeremy Renner to play Twitch who will kind of be like the Jodie Foster character um, in that in that movie. So he'll uh, in Silence of the Lambs. So he'll he'll be like the main character. Um, and of course like Twitch is is a genius. Like he's he's a like mathematician, he's like an expert trigonometry. He he's an awesome shot because of his his mathematical brain, um, and and like all of these things, like Jeremy Renner can pull off to a T. Um, he I don't know if the two of y'all saw Wind River um, with he and um, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, but he was remarkable in that, and he was like. He's man. He's just such a great actor. I don't. I think people know he's a great actor. I just don't think people know how great of an actor he is. Uh, he was amazing in The Hurt Locker. He was amazing in Wind River. Um, and like you know, he's great as Hawkeye, but like he doesn't get enough shine um, for good reason because Hawkeye's not you know like a, a character that ultimately you know deserves you know, the forefront of of the movies that he has been in, uh, in the MCU. But, dude, the guy is terrific. And I love the fact that, like, he's going to get, you know, most of the screen time in this and the fact that he is going to be playing a detective who is just utterly brilliant and, and, and trying to figure everything out with what's going on. And I'm sure, like... Essentially, it's going to be he's connecting the dots, and he finds out Spawn, and and it'll be like a situation where uh, he and Spawn team up and everything else, and I love it. I think it'll be awesome. I love the casting. I love that. I love the just the, the kind of the audacity to be like, I'm going to make a Spawn movie, but Spawn's not going to be the main character. Like it's going to be deeper than that. And, you know, it kind of goes back to what you were talking about, Kane, and, like, like at least DC is willing to take risks. And, like, I think this is a big risk. Like, making a Spawn movie where Spawn is not the main character is a big risk. Um, but I think it's awesome. And I think it's uh, – if, if that's the story that Todd McFarlane wants to tell, like, great. And I'm very much looking forward to it. And the fact that they've now cast Jeremy Renner uh, as, as this role – uh, and, and knowing what he's capable of as an actor just makes me so excited for this movie, even more excited than it was before. Okay. Uh, Dane, something I was reading here, it says that um, 
Uh, of course, you know, this movie is the directorial debut of Todd McFarlane. You know, Todd McFarlane created Spawn. Uh, but something I want to ask you, one, how do you feel about Jeremy Renner joining? And two, are you – do you think that McFarlane is surrounding himself with such great talent because uh, he's never directed a film? And, and do you think that maybe that he's hoping that they can, uh, uh, you know, kind of do some mini directing uh, on the side? Uh, all right. I'm, I'll just put it this way. I'm very excited about the concept of this movie. Uh, that's the number one thing that's not selling me on this. That and the fact that you have in Jamie Foxx, who's known for being a very, I don't know, dynamic actor, can do multiple things, but it doesn't seem like he's going to have a, uh, as large of a role or – like he, he he makes it sound like he's going to be silent. I know that's not going to be the case, but the fact that Thomas Marlin is directing it gives shit out of me. I mean, you can have someone that's a great creative mind that actually has directed movies before that have been successful. He creates this huge sci-fi universe, and then he goes on to make three prequels for that later on. Still is a decent director, great world builder, and has great actors within those films and maybe one of them did a really great job uh, the most, like Natalie Portman, if you guys haven't figured out, I'm talking about George Lucas with the prequels. Um, you know, couldn't, you know, didn't get the right direction. I mean, that scares me. If, if it's that level of like a George Lucas who has directed good movies before in the past and with a lot of money and they're not good, their budget's small. I'm wondering how much Jamie Foxx has taken from this. That's the crazy part. Um, I know that comparison's not maybe fair, but Todd McFarlane doesn't have any directing um, credibility. I remember when Frank Miller did The Spirit, first movie he directed. I know that he quote-unquote co-directed Sin City, but let's be serious. I think that was mostly Rodriguez with, you know, trying to figure out the shots with, uh, you know, Frank there, basically. So the, the concept of him directing this is the thing that scares me the most. The talent they're picking is amazing, and I really think that Jeremy Renner is a great choice for, for Twitch, kind of random. And uh, I'd like to throw out, of course, my fan cast of this week. Uh, Michael Madsen needs to play Sam. If you're going to have a foul mouth douchebag, kind of yes. cop. Um, it's very similar to why I would think Michael Madsen would be a great Harvey Bullock in a Batman movie uh, to play off uh, Commissioner Gordon. Uh, it's the same type of, uh, of, of situation. I think that he would also have a great camaraderie with Jeremy Renner and trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Maybe maybe Spawn wipes out a bunch of criminals, and it's like they show up to the scene, and they're like, what the hell? And it leads them in a night of crime of finding out what the fuck's going on in their city. I have no idea. Uh, it, it, it has a lot of potential. I'll just put it that way. He is surrounding himself with good people. I love Todd McFarlane. I think that he is a great person at creating this world of Spawn, and I always enjoyed his action figures back when I was younger, but director is a, uh, a hard thing to actually do. Well, and I'll say yeah, this, too. I, I just think that, I think that, like, if this movie is successful and, you know, they make kind of spawn a, you know, almost like a, like I said it before, like a Hannibal Lecter type character where he's very prominent and, and, and you know, visible but not necessarily the main character, they can make him the main character in a sequel if it's very successful and get a bigger budget and then be able to do more with it. So, like, I I ultimately agree with pretty much everything you said, Dane, and, and, and think that, like, 
if they're able to achieve that, there's there's room to grow from this first movie if it's successful. Yeah, it looks. Um, I'm kind of like reading some of the the quotes here, and it looks like according to McFarland, he's comparing Spawn to King Arthur, and Twitch will be Sir Lancelot. But if you know in the King Arthur movies, a lot of the focus was on Lancelot. So, um, you know, Spawn will be like this, you know, kind of in the shadows. He's going to have his moments, but um, you definitely don't uh, cast a Jeremy Renner to sit him in the, uh, you know, in the background. Um, also, Dane, you were talking about the budget. I think we talked about this a few months ago. The initial budget, I think, was rumored to be around $20 million. Uh, McFarland says uh, it looks like he's going to get it down to 10 to $12 million. Uh, but they are, he said, they are still looking to lock a distributor uh, to set the financing. So it doesn't look like they even have a distributor yet for this film. Um, so if 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 I'm not sure what Renner or what uh, Fox are you know doing, I think this movie could probably make well beyond ten to twelve million. So Renner and Fox probably are taking some kind of back end deal uh, where they get uh, you know money after you know after the fact once it's all said and done. Um, hey, if it's good, but, it could uh, make up to a hundred million. You know, I mean, it really can. Uh, I it, think can it can make, make more than that. Good. I think you can make a hundred million easy, and then that would definitely get back its budget. If you know, if they're not including, um, you know, Renner and, and Fox's fee in, in the budget. Yeah, I, I agree with Dane. I think it'll make. I think it'll clear a hundred million. Like I, I mean, it'll have to do it mostly domestically, um, and in Europe. Um, because I don't shit. think, I don't think. I don't think this movie is going to clear China's regulations. I don't expect this movie to even air in China, um, you know, because it's dealing with Spawn, who's, you know, obviously ties in with, you know, the devil and, and being reborn and all that. Um, so I, I don't think it'll be shown in China, which is a knock on it. But but I, I think given Europe's box office and uh, the domestic box office, I think it'll make, like, yeah, I think it'll clear seventy million here and thirty million in Europe. I, I think that's safe to say. All right, so we're going to move on from Spawn and we're going to kind of jump into DC a little bit here. Um, the the guy that seems to be in a movie every other week, uh, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, uh, who actually just had a movie come out this week called Skyscraper. Uh, he got a chance to sit down and, and talk um, a little bit, where he was asked about uh, when we were going to see Black Adam. Uh, Dwayne uh, has said uh, with Black Adam, I don't think we're going to start early next year. I'm going to be shooting Jumanji, uh, and then I hope to shoot a movie called Red Notice with Gal Gadot. But we hope to film uh, Black Adam the end of next year, which will be 2019. It's coming along great. The script is coming along great, and we're very happy with it. Um, I think it's been five or six years uh, since uh, Johnson first signed on with DC to play Black Adam. Uh, yeah. 2019 would be great because I'm kind of losing hope that we're ever going to get a Black Adam film. Uh, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson has confirmed he will not be in the Shazam movie in any way. Uh, but, uh, Dane, I'll start with you. How do you feel about the comments Dwayne Johnson made about Black Adam? Uh, are you interested? Are you uninterested? Uh, you know, what's your overall thoughts on that? Um, this is one of those situations where I think this easily could have been avoided and they could have figured out a scheduling better. 
if they just combined fucking Shazam with Black Adam in one movie, and then if you really wanted to, because he's a rock, obviously branch off of that, introduce him in the fucking film. I, I don't, I don't really know. I, I have no, I, I have no idea with the rock schedule and how it is every year. And the fact that he stated he wants to go back to wrestling for a portion of time in the future, too. And, I mean, that that uh, clock is ticking as it is. It's like they're going to have to figure out something and film it because it just didn't seem I, – I, I didn't get from him that he was too optimistic. You know, he wants to do it, but, you know, uh, I, I believe him when he says he's not going to actually be in Shazam. So, I don't know. Uh, it's – uh, I, I really, I would love to see this movie. I, I think that he'd be great at it. I don't want them to turn Black Adam into a hero, though. I, I think they get the wrong impression. Uh, if they think that's how the character's supposed to be, he's definitely not. Um, not, He's not completely irredeemable, but he does some pretty horrendous things, especially when he's uh, King Black Adam. So uh, I would have loved to have seen him in this movie square off against, um, you know, uh, Zach's uh, Shazam. Captain Marvel, but we can't say that anymore because, you know, stupidity. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see if it happens. Um, but The Rock's going to continue making movies every other fucking month and then a couple of commercials for Campbell's Soup, possibly. So, you know, like I said, wait and see. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love Dwayne Johnson. He's the hardest working uh, probably actor in America. Uh, but between him shooting ballers, uh, yeah, you're right. I feel like he shoots a movie every month. So um, I would love to see him as Black Adam, but I feel like if he feels like he's a little bit too tied up in other films, maybe he should just back off and uh, let someone else you know, take the role on because we've got Shazam. Uh, fans really want to see Black Adam, uh, but he's still got He'd the be perfect for Lobo. Movies. I'm just saying. I was just yeah. about to fucking say that. <laughs> And uh, but he's got the Hobbs and Shaw movie. He still uh, he still got a film plus the other Fast and Furious Sounds movie. Sounds like a shitty one. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean he's just really stretching himself thin. And uh, you know there was even a report out earlier today that you know maybe there's a rock fatigue. Uh, you know Skyscraper. I really enjoyed the film, but it didn't uh, didn't do well at the box office its first week. It was number three. Uh, man, I mean. I just, I really wish he would just kind of focus on Black Adam. I mean, I think that's where uh, he could really make a lot of money. Uh, but Nick, uh, what do you think about his comments? Do you think we're ever going to see The Rock as Black Adam? I agree with Dane. He would be a perfect Lobo. Just like be, go be Lobo, man. Like, sorry, I got some sirens going on in the background. If y'all can hear that or not. Um, but like, he, I really do think. As far as I know, like, Dane threw out Terry Crews as Lobo, which I am 100% on board with. But, like, The Rock would be perfect for that, and they want to make a Lobo movie. And, like, I would much rather see a Lobo movie than a Black Adam movie. I just, you know, like, and I don't necessarily want to... Yeah, I don't want to see The Rock play an insignificant, like, villain uh in a movie like i mean i don't know i i don't think we're ever going to see a black adam movie no to answer your question kane and i think you know the fact that they 
cast him as that, I think they had a, a particular thing in mind at the time. And, of course, they've gone through 1,700 different changes since then. And, you know, like, let's just let's just relook at this situation and, and let's just make him Lobo. And, like, he would be so perfect for that. Like, the the he's got the perfect comedic timing. He would be, like, if you if you were to ask me, like, who could rival Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool in a similar type role, the first person that would come to mind is, is Dwayne Johnson. So, like, and you know what? I don't know. I think you know it would what? be great, but go you ahead. Know, you know would be perfect? With all the with all the talk that now, you know why? Uh, if they're gonna make a fucking movie, the guy got me again. I'm, trying, I'm just trying to fucking say that doesn't matter that I was fucking do a great job, okay? It's Mark Wahlberg. I'm trying to talk quiet, but I'm scared and I'm fucking frantic right now, okay? <laughs> hey, Especially Marky Mark, don't fuck toy. yourself. <laughs> hey, you go fuck yourself. Oh, fuck your come on, man. Come on, guys. You know, my mother's doing tonight. Fucking my father. Uh, okay. You do you do um, you do make a really great uh, hamburger, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I had uh, Wahlburgers and they was pretty good, so I'll give you that. There you go. Your mom makes you uh, but no. But anyway, like to 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 wrap up, uh, I uh, I I hope we see him in some role in the DCEU because I think he would be great in in several. I think there's several roles he would he would be very awesome in. Black Adam is just not one of them to me. Um, I think Lobo would be a lot better. Um, but if we do, you know, if we do get a Black Adam movie or we do get him as Black Adam, I I hope that he gets enough time to shine uh, because I mean he's he's just I, I I get the notion that there's like some fatigue as, as far as as far as like rock fatigue, but I think it's more just like. He makes a ton of fucking movies, and and it's like throwing spaghetti on a wall. Like some noodles stick and some don't, you know. And you know, I mean, that's that's the name of the game when you make that many movies. It's like Sam Jackson, you know. Sam Jackson makes a shit ton of movies, and some are good and some are not. You know, every now and then you get a snake on a plane, which is should be a a bomb, and it ends up being like this huge success. Um, and then you know, sometimes you get you know. I don't know something else that he's done that you know should be great uh, and and ends up being uh, but the sunset limited, you know I, I think is what it was called with him and Tommy Lee Jones. It was like a great fucking movie, um, but it yeah I mean that didn't make shit at the box office because it was fucking depressing as hell. So you know like uh, it, I mean it's, it's always going to be hit or miss when you make that many movies. So uh, but yeah I I ultimately wow. hope that he gets some kind of role in the DCEU because it would be great to see him uh, square off against uh, any number of uh, DC characters uh, at some point in time. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you and uh, Dane. I think if he... I feel like Black Adam is going to be more of a ongoing role. I really don't think we're just going to see him one time and be done. Um, whereas with Lobo... Um, you could see him pop up again, uh, but he really could take the time to do the Lobo movie, and it'd be one and done if he wanted it to, or or maybe come back for a sequel. But there's not a lot of uh, – I don't feel like there's a lot of demand right now for Lobo, so he could take the time to do that. The Black Adam yeah. stuff, 
as I read, has been going on for like five years now. He's talked about this for five years, and there's, you know, they're just now turning the script in. Uh, you know, hopefully things uh, get done. Um, that would be a nice 2020 film with hopefully Man of Steel 2 and some other stuff um, for 2020 if they shoot it uh, at the end of 2019. Uh, but speaking of Shazam, uh, it was announced that Ron Cephas um, actually had to drop out um, due to scheduling conflicts, so he will no longer be the wizard in Shazam. But um, uh, Jaman Hansu, uh, who played uh, Korath in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, he's actually taken the role. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's actually taken the role uh, of the wizard in Shazam. So I'm going to start with you, Dane. Uh, that whole uh, you can't be in a Marvel and a DC film seems like that's a lie um, because uh, we know that uh, Jamon Hansu is actually going to reprise his role in Captain Marvel, and he's the wizard in Shazam, and we're going to talk about him being in another movie down, you know, in a couple of minutes. So how do you feel about him playing uh, the wizard? I don't know. I mean, I've only been saying that for uh, six years, but so weird is that the opposite concept of people that believe that never have any type of proof that magically, you know, um, that magically uh, there's some contract stipulation that Feige puts in every single time saying that you can't go to DC, damn it. And uh, I, I, I just think that it more lies on scheduling and um, how many movies they have if it's feasible and stuff like that more so. But I digress. Either way, we're talking about Jamon Hansu, and I mean, I think the guy is a great actor. Outside of Guardians of the Galaxy, he was incredible in Blood Diamond. Um, he, he was incredible in Amistad. I mean, he's been in a bunch of great films, and he can do action movies. He can do more fun roles. He was one of my top choices, honestly, to play uh, Martian Manhunter. I think he would have been phenomenal in that role. I mean, I have a lot of different people in mind for that role. Ken Watanabe is another one. But some uh, Idris Elba, obviously, I've said that many a times. But for the Wizard Shazam, I think that's great. Kind of similar to why I would like to see him play uh, Martian Manhunter. He he has that type of presence, that aura. I thought that he was, should have had maybe a small involvement as playing the Panther God in Black Panther, since he played the voice of him in the animated uh, stuff. That actually that that brings me to a good point that I should uh, note: uh, the animated series that. Uh, uh, John Schnepp adapted on DET. If you guys haven't got a chance to see it, he takes the comic book series and then, you know, kind of directs the episodes. But um, I just wanted to also say that all of us over at Geekside Geek and Nation that know John Schnepp uh, from the online world and, and, and uh, Collider, obviously, AMC Movie Talk, uh, he's in the hospital right now, and it looks like he, there, it's, there's a lot of complications in whatever he's in there for. So he's not doing too good. And we want to wish him a happy, um, and, uh, you know, recovery. And, uh, there's a lot of stuff online guys, uh, t-shirts you can buy to help out with the medical bills that him and his, um, wife, Holly Payne are going to have to deal with, uh, from this. He was supposed to be at Comic-Con and he's just a big online presence. And, uh, him, John Campion and Christian Harloff specifically, uh, a few years back got me to, you know, think that I could do this basically. And, you know, a lot's happened the last like three years with me, Juwan, Kane, and Nick. And I think that even though everything's expanding so much, there are uh, three people and especially him that I look up to 
within the industry of podcasting, especially when it comes to movies. So hope he gets better. Um, uh, and just getting back to the question at hand, uh, Jamon Hansu, I think, will be great. And if anyone has a problem and thinks that the Shazam wizard should be only white, I just want to fucking punch you in the face. Uh, I thought I would throw that in at the end of it, since apparently wizards and gods are all, are all Caucasian. Yeah, okay. Go fuck yourself. Anyways. I was just about it. to say oh. that. All right. So, Nick, uh, how do you feel about Ron Cephas uh, having to, to drop out and uh, Jamon Hansu uh, being cast as a wizard in Shazam? Well, first of all, I want to follow what Dane said and said, you know, our our thoughts are with John Schnepp and his wife and, you know, all of the people, obviously, who his colleagues and his friends and his family who care about him. Um, we're rooting for you, John. Uh, we love you. Uh, you know, you, you've been an inspiration to us and so many others. And so we are um, all, you know, all our best, you know, thoughts and prayers and, and, and best wishes and, and, and good vibes, positive vibes and all that um, go out to him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I was, I was actually going to lead in with, but, uh, but the, uh, the wizard is white though. Like, uh, as a, um, comedic bit, if you will, uh, which is, 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 is utterly stupid that anybody would care, but I'm sure there will be people out there who care. Uh, but nevertheless, I, as far as Jamon Hinsu playing the character, uh, I, I mean, he's a great actor, as Dane said. Like, I mean, he fucking killed it in Blood Diamond. Like, he is so good in that movie. Like, just remarkable. Uh, and, of course, you know, uh, his, his role in, in Guardians uh, was was very solid. And uh, I think I think it's a good casting. I mean, he's, he's a great actor uh, in... I honestly, I hope I I agree with Dane. Like, I would almost like rather see him as uh, Martian Manhunter. Like, give him a bigger role. Um, but nevertheless, I still like it. I like the fact that um, you know there is going to be this character involved, and that you know from what I could tell, from what I've read, I'm not I'm not you know I don't I don't know Shazam or Captain Marvel, like, comics super well. Um, I've never read one to begin with. Uh, never never been any of the catalog, uh, uh, comics in my catalog. But I will say this, like, for him to be, like, the kind of mentor character, which is kind of what I picked up on from, from what I have read, uh, you know, to uh, Billy Batson's Shazam, that seems cool to me. Like, he, he seems like he could be, like, that really cool type of mentor character. And of course he was uh, in another movie he did, which was a shitty movie, but um, uh, the uh, kickboxing movie or the fighting movie, I can't remember. I think it was just called Fighting. Uh, uh, but, um, but nevertheless, I think he will be very good in the role, and I look forward to, uh, to seeing him be the mentor to Shazam. All right, well. Uh, you know, it's a great point, and I do agree that uh, I think, and we, I even talked about this with a lot of people on Twitter. I think uh, Jamon and Sue would be a, a great Martian Manhunter. Um, but 
uh, we're going to kind of jump into kind of a speed round here. Uh, Entertainment Weekly has been killing it with uh, first looks. And uh, we actually got a first look at the uh, Fisherman King from Aquaman. And guess who's playing the Fisherman King in Aquaman? Well, it's Jamon Hunsu. So he's <laughs> double duty in, uh, in DC Comics. Uh, so I'm going to start with you, Nick. Uh, if you got a chance to look at that Entertainment Weekly first image, uh, the Fisherman uh, King, uh, wh- what do you think, man? How, how are you feeling about Aquaman, and how you how'd you feel about that image? The image looks really cool. Like, it, it looks done up right. Like, it, it looks awesome, in my opinion. And the fact that, like, uh, Black Manta, Manta is going to, you know, try to approach him to, um, you know, start warfare on the land dwellers uh, is, is a very interesting concept to me. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how that particular society reacts to that because, you know, they're, they're, from what I've read, there's, you know, from the fall of Atlantis, there have been societies that have evolved and devolved, and this is one of the societies that has evolved and you know they're they 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 kind of remind me of like Athens um in 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 the grand scheme of things as opposed to like Sparta like they're very much about art and poetry and things of that nature where Sparta was all about warfare and it, it seems to me like maybe I don't necessarily know that they're going to take Black Manta's side in this in this whole um uh war on uh the the you know the land dwellers so if if they do i think they might see the error of their ways and and and, and end up turning back um but no i think it'll be really interesting to to see how that plays out i think i think what was most interesting about this was just that um not necessarily the image, but like the fact that we got you know some more intel on on how this this plot and this script might play out, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. I think from everything I've heard thus far, I think it'll be supremely interesting as far as um, how the various uh, sub tribes of the former Atlantis. Uh, will side in the war against, uh, the, the, you know, the people on the land. All right. Uh, Dane, uh, how did, how did you feel about, uh, that Aquaman image and, uh, getting to take a look at, uh, part of the, the seven tribes of, uh, Atlantis. I'm, I'm now wondering with the whole Shazam thing, if this was like, there was a result, he was already playing the, 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 the King Fisherman. And they were like, shit, this guy can't do it. It was more of like a voiceover thing, I'm assuming, with with the Shazam wizard or, or something to that extent. It, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, I kind of am just going to bounce off this since Nick said a lot of uh, stuff that I agree with, is that I hope that this means that possibly, you know, if they throw Galactus in the MCU, that Loris Fishburne, you know, with a little bit of a modulated voice, could potentially play Galactus. Um, I would say screw nice. it at that point. I mean, yeah. I, I know that there, he wants to, uh, he threw it out there and I think that he would be, uh, you know, using kind of his Morpheus like presence, um, would be great for that. Another actor that yes. I also just like Jamon Hansu 
kind of uh, like related to Marshall Jones Manhunter. Incarnate, dude. I'm so down for that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Similar, similar in, in concept for sure. But yeah, I, I like the look. I like how I, everything I've seen from James Wan's, um, you know, uh, production of Aquaman from the set and everything. And it's uh, Wilson looks great. I like how this character looks. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with this movie. I think it's going to be very different from stuff that we've seen from DC previously. And um, I just. At the same time, uh, I will admit that, uh, once again, Jimon Hansu plays two side characters within the films. I feel like they could have, you know, used him. Like when I heard he was uh, cast in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, to a bigger role, basically. And not just Martian Manhunter, just something along, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, someone else. Martian Manhunter really just comes to mind, honestly. But, yeah. um you know, I'm sure if he's he's happy doing those roles, and it's cool that he has. Now this proves, guys, you marks out there, that you can fucking play in a Marvel and DC movie, and screw it, you can play in a DC movie and a DC movie. So there. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, it seems like his role in Shazam. Uh, will probably be uh, more uh, for reshoots, or maybe they shoot his scenes afterwards. It sounds like he definitely was brought on uh, for Aquaman because Juan said that that's actual practical makeup. So from the waist up, uh, it's it's him in practical makeup, and then they CGI'd uh, the background and the bottom part. Um, so it sounds they, like he definitely was there for Aquaman, did, and they're like, hey, we're going to bring CGI you in. they his, kind of, his, his willy? They CGI'd a fish willy, so he has a fish willy. Uh, the total CGI, which I'm sure a lot of men out there, which I'm sure a lot of men out there wish they could CGI their penises. <laughs> I'd make mine look like a machine gun. It'd be great. Oh my god! All right, all right, guys. Um, a movie I wasn't too. Uh, keen on when it was first announced uh, really sold me with the last trailer um, but Entertainment Weekly also gave us a first look and a damn good look at Venom uh, and not only that we got some new details about Venom uh, this movie sounds like it's going to be very rated R Tom Hardy said that Venom will be biting villains heads off um, and we also learned that this movie is in no way tied right now to Spider-Man in the MCU. So any of that Tom Holland cameo shit sounds like it's not going to happen. Uh, but I'm going to start with you, Dane. Uh, how did you feel about that uh, Entertainment Weekly first look at uh, Venom, that new Venom in- image? So, like, if he's biting off dudes' heads, um, and, like, you know, Tom Hardy's within the Sydney, but he's not, like, really the Sydney because it's much bigger um, does that mean that, like, he has to process, like, does Venom have to poop, is what I'm wondering, is, does that, does that happen, like, the, he has like to jump poop? on Tom Hardy, like, hey, I have to take a, a spider poop, um, all right, sorry, anyways, uh, yeah, I, I like the pictures of Venom, I thought they looked really cool, um, the eyes aren't that big, yeah, guess what, guys, they're big now, I'm just kidding, I know that that was a problem with the last fucking picture, but obviously they're doing different things, and, I love the mock-up that I think Boss Logic did of uh, taking the Tom Holland Spider-Man 
it, with Venom, you know, kind of over his body, like the famous picture, and uh, did it. It's on the uh, the Facebook page if you guys don't know what I'm talking about. Awesome. Uh, this looks like Venom. This. Uh, I hope people aren't going to bitch about the size of his tongue anymore or how his eyes were too small or some shit. Let's wait till the fucking movie gets out and realize it's a movie with Tom Hardy in it and um, the director of Zombieland. Uh, okay, that, that didn't sound as, uh, as crazy intriguing, um, but it's got Tom Hardy in it. And I like Zombieland. We already fucking talked about that. So, yeah, pictures were awesome, and haters going to hate. Haters going to hate. Yeah. He's going to be eating the heads. Tom Hardy just said he'd be biting them off. So he's probably biting them off and spitting them out. Will he poop uh, them out, Kanan? <laughs> I don't think so. He's not going to be like a Pez dispenser where he just poops the, the Pez out. But uh, I did I did see – most of the complaints that I've seen is that he's too shiny. That, uh, But they don't – but are people that dumb – I mean, he's a flowing liquid. Uh, he's a symbiote. I mean, so it's shiny. I mean, I don't get why people just bitch about the stupid you, stuff. You know what but I anyway, think about Nick, those people, Kanan? Yes. You know what I think about them? This is- and all okay. those people are now dead. All right, so Nick, uh, what did you think of the image? Dude, I thought it was awesome. And, like, I kind of agreed with people um like when the when the mock image came out um with you know the original image and it had the slightly bigger eyes like i liked it more um so in that sense i like i agreed i was like but i was also like very um non-gung-ho about the criticism like i was like ultimately uh if they make a good movie it's not going to bother me that his eyes don't look like the comic book version. Um, and I also always said, like, you don't know if he's, like, squinting or, you know, whatever in that image. Um, but the fact that they came out with this image, I think it shows um, smart marketing as far as, like, they probably saw enough of people bitching about the fact that the, the eyes were so squinty. Uh, and they were like, hey, like, look, like, the eyes aren't squinty the whole way through. Like, chill. And I think it was really smart. I think it looks awesome. Uh, the new image looks amazing. Uh, and, you know, I just I can't wait to see this movie. I think it's going to be amazing. Tom Hardy is probably my favorite um, actor in uh, Hollywood today. And I can't wait to see what he does with this role. And, you know, the fact that, of course, Michelle Williams is in it. Uh, Riz Ahmed is in it. Like, Woody Harrelson is in it. Like, there's just so much to be excited about this film, and I just can't wait until what October? October, yep, yep. Can't wait till October because it's I. That's gonna be a movie that I go see opening night, no doubt. All right, so moving on. Uh, not from Entertainment Weekly, but we did get a couple of uh, set images that were taken by some lucky people that I guess happen to be close by. Uh, but we got some set images and a video of Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. Now, Cheetah was not in her uh, outfit, uh, but you could tell that Kristen Wiig has already gotten the powers of Cheetah. Uh, if you saw the video, she's kind of looks like she's jumping up or running up the, the building. 
Um, she was there with her uh, stunt woman. Uh, but uh, Dane, uh, how did you feel about you know what you saw? Um, what's your overall, I guess, uh, opinion so far of the look uh, for Kristen Wiig? Well, now I know what Kristen Wiig uh, looks like jumping uh, high in the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. mainly what I got from all this. I just want to say a big uh, EAD, hopefully you can figure out that acronym, to all the websites that put in their fucking shitty headlines, um, you know, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah in video. You guys suck. Uh, and I clicked on all of you, and it was the same thing. I got, I got, you got me every time. Bullshit. Anyways, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited, uh, but this doesn't really do anything for me. She had clothes on, and one video, it's a stunt of her j- jumping in the air very, very high. So I'm assuming in the movie, this is her figuring out her powers, maybe, and she better look like the fucking cheetah when it comes down to the movie. I don't want to see a Catwoman style thing like the original Cheetah. I want to add the actual, like, wear Cheetah that they brought in later on. I think it would be stupid uh, any other way. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's how I feel. She was jumping, I believe. Jump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, did you get a chance to see the image and the video, and, and what did you think? I did not see the video, but apparently um, I'm not missing much. Just Chris and Wick jumping. Um, so, she jumps. Uh, yeah, well, that's cool. Uh, I think I've seen her jump a couple times in some various movies. Um, I definitely saw her uh, fondle um, Russell Brand, um, which sounds more exciting than uh, than her jumping. Um, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall reference, for those who don't know. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, uh, yeah, I saw the image. It was it was like her and some yoga pants and tennis shoes. Cool. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't care. Like, I like when I see. I want to see her like all done up with the makeup and everything, and 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 um, you know, take that in, and then like, then I can give you an opinion on you know how I think everything looks. But as of now, no, nah, I just I I'm with Dame. I just don't care. It's, it's whatever. All right, fuck it. We're moving on then. All right, Entertainment <laughs> Weekly also gave it. us. Uh, Entertainment Weekly also gave us a first look at uh, two of the Decepticon enemies from the upcoming Bumblebee film. Uh, Shatter, uh, who will be a Cherry Red Plymouth satellite. It's uh, voiced by Angela Bassett. And Dropkick, who will transform into an AMC Javelin, who will be uh, voiced by uh, Nick's favorite actor, Justin Thoreau. So I'll start with you, Nick. Uh, have you had a chance to look at this, and uh, how do you feel about their times look and uh, the voice actors? Um, well, the voice actors I like. Um, Justin Thoreau is by no means uh, it's good. Good on you, uh, but for the viewers, <laughs> it is it is by he is by no means my favorite actor. Um, I do really like a- Angela Bassett. Uh, she's amazing. Um, but like good, good, good on you as far as like voice acting, casting, like that's great. Uh, as far as the images, again, it's just, just I don't care. <laughs> it's just an image of a robot. Like I don't, I don't fucking care. So yeah. There, there was another image that was released um, that kind of showed Bumblebee in his, uh, in kind of his armored form. 
I don't know if anybody's got a chance to look at that one or not. I did uh, not I was actually standing in front of uh, John Cena. Um, I mean, I, I mean, to me, I, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, that's a really good voice cast. I mean, Angela Bassett. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Remarkable they're going to be. They're, they're more like these Decepticons are more like trackers. Uh, I think whatever the airplane is, it's not confirmed that it's Starscream. I think the uh, the jet is going to probably be the main villain. Uh, but but Dane, how do you, how I mean, do you feel about the uh, how, how do you feel about the uh, the main actress that's in the movie, Shannon? Oh, um, man. Uh, let's, just, let's just move on, Dane. Uh, so Dane, what's your what's your thoughts what's your thoughts on that first look? Oh, uh, first awesome. look. Good All job, right, Dane. Thing. I love I love <laughs> I love the uh, the choices for cast members. Um, I like the Kia's in this. I like that uh, Haley Steinfeld's in this. Um, uh, I like that they got Angela Bassett and whoever the fuck that other guy was. Um, Justin Dandy. I love. I, I, um, I like the yeah. director. Um, Two, One, Two, Two Strings was an awesome movie. If you haven't got a chance to watch it, I would definitely recommend it. This whole concept, the first trailer, giving me feels, if you will, of Short Circuit and also E.T., and the fact that they're they're thinking about trying to make this a launching point of a different direction it takes place in the 80s. I love that picture of Bumblebee with the arm on. I like how it he looks more old school, but still I have this Godzilla uh, sized dump that was taken in my mouth, and I can't get the the taste of of of, of Dookie off off my teeth at all because of fucking what Michael Bay did with that goddamn series. So every time I see it, I'm just like. I'm thinking that I'm going to watch some battle that might give me a seizure within it with robots jumping everywhere, possibly in 3D with no other capabilities of doing the fucking film that I'll end up watching and I'll have a seizure and I'll cry and probably have an allergic reaction. That's what I'm worried about, but I'm hoping it's not going to be like that. Okay. So you, you have hopes for this film based on the cast and the director uh, but it's going to take a lot to wash out the dookie taste that Michael Bay's put in your mouth. Is that summing up pretty well? Like I said, Godzilla-sized shit in my mouth all at once. Oh. I just ate it. it was... Well, speaking of yeah. Gajira, as the Japanese people say, Gajira. Um, that's racist. Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> that's, how they, that's, that's how they say that's... Gajira. I don't I don't know. It's spelled like that. Uh, G-O-J-I-R-A. Gojira. Yeah, Gojira. That's what they say. Gojira. So I wasn't being racist. I was just trying to do a very poor Japanese uh, Now you you got him all scared and shit, like when we're talking about Haley Steinfeldman. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Anyways, so one of my favorite images released from Entertainment Weekly was the Godzilla image. Uh, I loved the uh, the first movie. This image is from Godzilla, King of the Monsters. It's setting up uh, the big showdown uh, between Kong and Godzilla. Uh, the picture shows uh, Godzilla shooting his uh, uh, atomic breath up into the air. I have no idea why the hell he's shooting it into the sky, but it's badass. Uh, so I'll start with you, Dane. Uh, did you get a chub at that image? Uh, and and what's your thoughts on? Are you hyped for Godzilla, King of the Monsters? I'm uh, extremely hyped for King of the Monsters. I was a big fan of uh, old school Godzilla movies and Gamora mm-hmm. and um, 
all the different types back in the day. I saw the picture of Rodon. I think that he looks awesome. Um, I'm hoping that we get uh, King Ghidra within this film, possibly. Maybe he's the villain. I think that's been um, hinted at, that even Mothra will be involved. These are, like, huge characters I used to love back when I was younger. So I watch a lot of translated films uh, of Godzilla, including the first one through so many of them that went. Now that they're able to, uh, you know, be at this level. And, yeah, I actually like Gareth Edwards' uh, Godzilla film. I know a lot of people have problems with it. I know that a lot of people were pissed off, spoiler alert, even though the movie came out like five years ago, uh, that Brian Cranston died in it. Um, I think that that wasn't that smart of an idea, but I thought that it was a pretty cool movie, and I actually thought that, hey, chill the fuck out. We're going to have, like, stuff teasing this big ending and then give you, you know, an hour to 45 minutes of mayhem with monsters fighting each other. It worked for me. I really actually enjoyed Kong. I have problems with it just like I have problems with Godzilla, but the fact they're building towards this and they're introducing all the other major monsters in this, pretty cool. And, um... I'm excited. The pictures were awesome. That one with him throwing the flame in the air, it just reminds me of how he took out that monster in Godzilla at the end of it, where he basically ripped open his, his mouth and then just breathed that atomic breath down there, killing him, and then just, you know, just whatever the fuck noise he makes. But uh, it's probably going to be a hell of a lot better than the Godzilla remake that we got back in the uh, 90s. So, um, yeah. Oh, the cult classic with uh, with P. Diddy doing the music and the tie-ins with Taco Bell and all that? And Matthew Broderick. Ferris Bueller? Yeah, Matthew. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, we also got a photo that showed uh, Millie Bobby Brown and uh, Vera Farmiga, uh, you know, the two female uh, stars of the film as well. Uh, I mean, I, I'm hyped for the film, uh, but if they don't, have, if they don't make Mecha Streisand – the uh, villain for this movie, then it's going to be a complete bust to me, and that's yep. uh, that's a terrible uh, a South Park joke. That if anybody knows South Park, they know Make a Strike Sand. They better know. <laughs> they better know. We know but anyways, audience. Nick, did you get a chance to see the image, and uh, what was your thoughts? And are you hyped for the film? If not uh, Meg Streisand, then what about uh, uh, the Rosie O'Donnell Trapper Keeper? Um, I think that could be uh, a reasonable uh, – I, I wouldn't be upset with that. I, I would think that's a worthy adversary. Um, but nevertheless, um, also South Park reference for our viewers. If you don't watch South Park, go watch South Park. They're everywhere. Go go check it out. Um, but uh, as far as the images, I agree with you, Kane, in the, the image of, like, Godzilla, like, shooting the – fucking, like, whatever the blast beam or whatever the atomic follows, breath. Like, atomic breath up into the air, like, dude, that looks sick, and, like, I hope he's, like, just, just, like, annihilating, like, a sea of, like, helicopters, like, that would be so cool, um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I agree with Dane in the sense of, um, I'm not super excited about the movie, um, I, I, I haven't seen the original, or original, the 2014 Godzilla. Um, I've yet to see it. I did watch Kong, and I think I like Kong more than Dane did. Um, but that's not saying much. <laughs> um, I thought, uh, 
I thought it was a I thought it was a reasonably well put together monster movie. Um, I thought the fight scenes were pretty cool, uh, particularly like the end where he he squares off with those like um, um, water dwelling uh, creatures and shit. Uh, and and when he spoiler alert when he uh, kills Sam Jackson like that was awesome. Um, but uh, but yeah, for, I mean for the most part, I I just thought it was like a B movie that was given an, an A cast. And it just, it, I don't know, man. It just wasn't that good to me. Um, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. Um, so, you know, the fact that all of these movies tie into one another, uh, don't really care, honestly. Uh, but the images were really cool. I do love uh, the casting. Uh, Vera Farmiga, um, Millie Bobby Brown, of course, from Stranger Things, is is an amazing young actress. And so I do, I do look forward to that sense. It'll be a kind of a wait and see thing for me. It's like, does this get a 70%, at least a 70% Rotten Tomatoes, uh, meter type of deal. And I know you hate that Canaan, but that's, that's kind of what I'm looking at. Um, if it gets that, like maybe I'll go see it in theaters, but probably still not. It'd probably take like a 90% to get me to go see it in theaters. Um, but if it gets to seventy percent, I'll get it on Redbox. I won't wait for HBO. I'll get it on Redbox. Uh, but you know, for for Kong, I, w- I waited for HBO. Um, that's probably probably what I'm going to do with with this one as well. Just to be honest. Yeah, the first Godzilla. Uh, I mean, I really loved it. I mean, I'm I'm not. Uh, I didn't really think the. Act, I really wish that Brian Cranston had kind of lived. I really didn't wasn't sold on uh, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's uh, acting in that movie. I just he just came off wooden. But I mean, it's a Godzilla movie, so you're really there to watch Godzilla. Uh, mm-hmm. But from everything I've heard, which apparently you uh, don't see a lot of. <laughs> I know, but that's what's cool about it. I mean, you don't want to really like show him way too much. Like I think Josh, you're going to get. Right? A, a, I think exactly. I think you're going to yeah, get a heavy dose I'm cool of Godzilla in this next movie. Uh, I really expect this next movie to be really great because it's going to build up the big showdown uh, between Kong and Godzilla, and and that movie could be uh, you know something really special. Um, so we've got about 19 minutes left. Uh, we can't utilize all 19 minutes because we have to close the show out. But in the last 15 minutes or so, um, I want to kind of go around and, and ask you all uh, since we're on the road to Comic Con. Uh, what are what are some things that you really want to see uh, from this year's Comic Con? Now, Marvel uh, isn't going to have a presence at Hall H. Uh, you know, the shows that'll be there. You know, they're going to show uh, Venom, and uh, DC is going to have a heavy presence. Uh, but we're not going to see any Captain Marvel stuff. We're not going to see any Avengers Four stuff. Uh, but I'll start with you, Dane. Uh, what are your hopes for uh, this year's uh, Comic Con? My hopes for this year's Comic-Con is for me not to say the word fuck uh, more than 20 times at the end of Saturday. Um, that's my biggest hope, honestly, because Saturday is the day that DC, I'm hoping, is going to knock the fuck, like, just explode Hall H and just show off some stuff and really have information for us of how they're planning, how they're planning to put out their concept, if they're actually going to do it, if they're going to stick with dates, if we're going to get maybe a Superman movie, 
coming up sometime soon. I don't know really. I don't care what you call it. You can call it Superman. You can call it Man Tomorrow. Do whatever. Just let us have some information about that. And, just, and a lot of these random movies that they've thrown out, they're like, Steven Spielberg's going to be doing a war movie with the Blackhawks. Michael Bay's going to be doing a Lobo movie. We talked about that earlier. Remember, if, they, if he does do that, we should get The Rock and Mark Wahlberg as Guy Gardner and Lobo. I mean, that's exactly what we should do. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I, I really want to see some structure. Get rid of all these bullshit rumors. Get us a slate that you're going to stick to. Show us some leadership by Hamada. Like, have him have a presence like Kevin Feige does, have Jock Johns uh, there, have, have everyone that's involved that's going to be a part, like really trying to explain, hey, we got it, we fucked up, you know, don't say that exactly, but like this is our course correction, we have an idea, and then also explain these Elseworld movies of what they want to accomplish with them, and uh, some information obviously about the Scorsese Phillips Joker movie, um, the Batman I want to know if this is going to be a part of this universe that they're building that had Ben Affleck in it, or it's not. Just, just let me yep. know what, whatever. And if that's going to be true, is Ben Affleck going to still be Batman within that universe, or are we going to have a different actor pop up potentially in um, Gotham City Sirens or Nightwing, like a John Hamm, or, or are they just nixing Batman out of it? I'm so confused. I just want some stuff cleared up for me. I want a lot of great coverage about the television shows, too. I'm talking about on Marvel's front and on DC and Game of Thrones. I want to find out information about this next season of Game of Thrones. Not too much, but this is now the last one, and it's coming up. And I want to uh, learn more about their prequel show that's coming up on HBO. Uh, There's probably going to be some information about that somewhere at uh, Comic-Con. Trying to think. Also, Sony's going to be there. Give me some stuff to take away from Venom. Introduce us to Morbius a little bit. Show us what you have planned for the future. Fox, show us what you are reasonably thinking you're going to be able to do before this whole entire merger happens, even though recently I think the Fox uh, shareholders sued Fox. But I'm sure they'll get around that. Who knows? Either way, I think everything's going to get back to Marvel. So what is Fox going to be able to get out before that happens? Are we going to get another Deadpool, X-Force? Just information, and especially from D.C., because I feel at this point that it's like the manatees in that episode of South Park on how the fuck they wrote Family Guy. There's another South Park reference, our third one for today, where they're bouncing balls that have concepts on it, and whatever the fuck comes out is what they tell us. Here's a title for a movie that's going to happen maybe someday, not so much. Tell tell us what you condensed. Tell us what you fucked up. Tell us how the Flash is going to be. Tell us if you have any ideas for Green Lantern, whatever you can give us. I'm not asking for too much. All that stuff, maybe a couple things here and there. But the major ones, the Batman, mm-hmm. you know, what you're going to do about that. And a Man of Steel, I think, is, is the biggest two that I would like to know what the hell is going on. But, yeah. God, I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack now for talking. <laughs> well, I love it. It's yeah. like, uh, hey, hey, Dane, give me, give me what you're most excited for about Comic Con. Let me give you seven things I'm excited for about Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, let me uh, give you a break, a <laughs> mental breakdown about Comic Con. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I yeah, Warner it. Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers panel is actually for two hours. Uh, it starts at 10.30 uh, Pacific time on Saturday, so that's uh, 1.30 your time, 12.30 my time. Uh, and I think D.C. during that two hours 
really needs to come out and address a lot of stuff. I think they really need to come out and tell us uh, their plan. If Ben is staying or if he's going, I think they need to address the uh, the entire slate, and they need to come out and say, this is happening, this is happening, and this is where we're going to go from here. Uh, I think we're definitely going to get a trailer for Aquaman. We're definitely going to get a trailer for Shazam. Uh, we'll probably get some first looks at Wonder Woman, um, you know, minus the stuff that we've already seen uh, Patty Jenkins leak out. Um, I think we may even get some stuff, um, you know, talked about for Birds of Prey. I know Henry Cavill is still in contract negotiations. Uh, he is rumored to have a cameo in Shazam, but as far as Man of Steel 2 goes, um, until they get that uh, – uh, contract situation. I don't know if they'll bring up anything Superman, um, but yeah, DC. I think re- with Marvel not bringing Captain Marvel or Avengers Four uh, to Comic Con, this is really the DC show. So DC really needs to come out and show us, uh, you know, what they have planned. Uh, and then I really love to see some more stuff from Venom. Uh, but Nick, uh, is there anything uh, that you really want to see from Comic Con? Do you do you follow Comic Con? Uh, I mean, I know I'm going to be tweeting the hell out of it next Saturday. So, yeah. uh, but what do you want to see? I mean, what are some stuff maybe not DC related that you would like to hear? My biggest thing is Sony. I really, really. I mean, obviously, I feel like we're going to get a trailer, uh, like the final trailer, um, probably. Maybe not. Maybe yep. not the final one, but. Probably, I mean, it's what, I mean, Venom comes out in October, yeah, probably like the final trailer for Venom, um, so I, I'm I'm really looking forward to that, I want to know what's happening with all of their other projects, um, namely, I mean, of course, we, we, we know now that, that Silver and Black has been in, in, indefinitely delayed, um, which, you know, we saw the writing on the wall for that, but Dane mentioned Morbius, uh, that's one that uh, we all kind of want to see that, that could be really interesting, but I'm most interested in Nightwatch. Um, we, you know, we know that there have been rumblings like Cheo, our, our man with the plan, Cheo. Uh, and shout out to Cheo, uh, by the way. Okay, season two. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Shit is yeah. fucking awesome. Uh, Absolutely. So shout out. Shout out to Cheo. Can't wait to have you on the show again. Like, that shit is awesome. Can't wait to have you on to talk about it. But um, he wrote a script for Nightwatch, and there's been rumors that, like, Spike Lee might be connected to direct it, and I I just, I would love for them to just drop, like, the news, like, we're making a Nightwatch movie. But, yes, like, let's see it. I really, that's the one that I really, really want to see. It involves time travel, um, African-American superhero, um, you know, we always talk about how, like, you know, it, instead of, like, recasting, um, you know, uh, existing characters uh, who are either Caucasian or whatever, uh, as African-Americans, like, like, let's just, like, put the spotlight on characters who are already African-American who maybe don't get the the spotlight that they deserve. And I think this is a character that could totally fit that bill. And if you're telling me Cheo wrote the script and you got, like, Spike Lee potentially directing this or at the very least producing it, like, dude, I want to see that movie. And, like, 
the fact that it, you know it's got time travel involved, like like essentially, you know, um, he gets the suit from himself who traveled back in the past and was murdered. Self is like a a time loop that like it, it is a is a constant ability uh, as far as the storyteller like. It, it would always be on the character's mind to like try to change that, um, and maybe it's like you know, like Hank um, uh, said, uh, like B said in uh, in um, uh, the, the, the first class, like maybe you, you you can throw as many stones in the river as you want, and the ripples can happen, but the stream keeps carrying on, and like I think that Whoa. is a super super cool idea. Um, and just all of the people involved, I really, really hope we get an announcement for that movie. And I hope that the fact that they kind of pulled back on Silver and Black means that they're going to announce that movie, because I would absolutely love to see it. And you know what? You could announce it at Comic-Con and then wait and see how Venom does, which I think is going to do very well. Uh, and then, you know, as long as Venom does well, go ahead with it. And I think that would be the smart play. That's what I hope Sony does. And then from there, you can tackle Silver and Black. You can tackle Morbius. And, you know, you could start hopefully making inroads for a, a, a Venom 2. And then you could start working maybe if, if you're, you know, your movies are successful, you could start working side by side with Kim Feige and the MCU as far as, how we're going to tie all this together. Because um, that would be my next big step if I'm Sony. And I think uh, I, I'm, I'm just super interested to see what Sony has to offer as far as what's on their upcoming slate, as far as their um, their Marvel uh, properties. I also yeah, wondering I uh, if, if uh, you know, they're going to have um, any stuff about the next Spider-Man movie because Sony – you know, they direct and, and do all the Spider-Man stuff. So, you know, we actually might get some more information about, uh, what is it, Coming Home or Far Away From Home or Homeward Bound or yep. whatever the fuck the name of the movie is. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we, we might be getting that. And i also like to find out more about the Miles Morales uh, animated movie because now that we have Nicolas Cage, like the fact they're going, in, you know, through universes and getting all these Spider-Men that have been made in the comic books and had such great voice actors, that's really cool. So, yeah, Sony's definitely something I'd like to see. Well, uh, Dane, that, that's a that's amazing that you actually brought up uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse because uh, they will be, uh, you know, t- uh, bringing that to Comic-Con. Uh, but we also uh, broke that uh, John Mulaney will actually be voicing uh, Spider-Ham uh, in uh, – Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So not only is uh, Nicolas Cage going to do a cameo as uh, Spider-Man to War, uh, but uh, John Mulaney, the comedian actor, is also going to be voicing um, Spider-Ham. I don't know why nobody else has jumped on this. I guess maybe because John Mulaney's not as big a name as as Nicolas Cage, Uh, but the cast should be um, officially confirmed uh, at um, uh, at Comic Con, and from what I've heard, uh, there might have been plans to actually introduce Nicolas Cage as a surprise. Well, you know that you know nowadays 
shit just gets leaked and and, and put out on the internet uh, months ahead of time. But uh, hopefully Nicholas Cage will still be there. We'll get official confirmation uh, from Sony on John Mulaney uh, and even get to to find out about a couple of other. There's one more from what I've heard. There's one more uh, voice actor and another Spider-Man. I hope it's I, I hope it's, it's Andrew Garfield. Is, I want it to be Andrew Garfield as Scarlet Spider. <laughs> I know it's never going to happen, but please, that'd be so cool. They they did. I did hear that the next uh, that the person that hasn't been leaked yet is pretty big. Uh, so I don't know who I don't oh. know who the Spider Man is, but they do have one name that hasn't been leaked yet. Uh, so uh, hopefully we'll get a confirmation. I know for a fact I've, I've, I've spoken to a, a couple people uh, about John Mulaney. That's that's happened. Uh, you know that's gonna that's gonna be happening. That's so pretty I'm, awesome. I'm very confident in that. Yeah. Uh, so you know we're happy about that. But uh, guys, we only got about five minutes left, so we'll start wrapping it up. But uh, yeah, man, there's there's a lot of stuff that's gonna be happening at Comic Con. Uh, that I'm looking forward to. Uh, as far as Morbius goes, I mean, Sony can come out and announce it. Uh, I, I mean, I do think Venom's going to do well, but any movie non-Spider-Man related uh, for it to for them to be, you know, for them to make it, I think really is going to have to uh, is going to be on the hinges of how well Venom does. Uh, yeah. You know, but I'm excited, dude, and I don't care if it's rated R. Uh, from what I've seen, they're nailing the look of Venom. Um, and I think that's going to be worth going to see the movie. I mean, if all the other pieces are there, I think they'll have a great film. And I want Venom to do well, not for Morbius, not for uh, Silver and Black, but for Carnage. I want to see a Carnage film. Uh, and you can't make a Carnage film Woody and it not be rated R. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I really want to see that. So, uh, you know, Comic-Con is, uh, you know, less than a week away. It's on our doorstep. Geeks around the world uh, are packing their inhalers, their EpiPens, uh, <laughs> and they're chugging to San Diego. So much gator and, and, and Mountain Dew. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I, I hopefully one day uh, we'll be there, but I'm looking forward to it. But uh, before we wrap up, Dane, is there anything you want to leave us with? Uh, don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Let's wrap this thing up. Um, I definitely want you guys to listen in on Wednesday for Wrestling Geek Alliance. We'll be talking about Hulk Hogan. We'll be talking about uh, the, what we're about to watch for us wrestling fans with extreme roles and results with that. G1, uh, just whatever's going on. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, fun talking to you guys today. Um, I'm looking forward to covering a lot of stuff. Check Facebook next weekend. We're going to be dropping lots of videos of big reactions and stuff. Maybe we'll uh, relate to Stardust. Uh, it's a new app that you guys should definitely check out. And um, Sunday night, we'll be going over all the stuff that happened at Comic-Con. So definitely check into the Facebook page and Twitter for just different results and our website. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. Um, you two suck. All right, Nick, uh, you got less than a minute, so go. All right, uh, Full Court Press will be back tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. Should have a full panel as long as Joel recovers from his uh, bout with, uh, you know, his, his stomach flu or, or, or food poisoning or whatever it is. Uh, so we got a lot of news to talk about tomorrow night. Uh, so join us then. We'll be back on Thursday as well, so 9 o'clock. 
join us Monday and Thursday, 9 o'clock for Full Court Press, and I look forward to uh, seeing you all then. All right, guys, it's been a great show. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, Joel and Jawan are a couple of bitches and they couldn't make it, but we hope to have them back next week. <laughs> but uh, no, man, I, I, think uh, I think we had a I think we had a great show, and uh, I'm throwing up double birds to Jawan and Joel. Get bent and uh, eat a dick, everybody. And that's the bottom line. Justo, Joe, Sesto. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.